Hello, this is Coffee and Books. I'm your host, Scott. I hope all of you are doing well today. Coffee and Books is a podcast that's creative and brought to you by me, Scott. I do this for fun in my spare time, so thank you again for all the listener support, and thank you for sharing with friends. Um, this episode today specifically covers a special manga, manga, as I like, as is properly pronounced. Um, it is called Death Note. Um, so... Without further ado, I'm going to explain that the following episode is pretty violent. Um, It's very interesting, though. So, listeners be warned, the following text and description will be pretty violent. Death Note follows the story of a boy. Um, Death Note was written right in about 2004, so it's a little bit of an older series. Um, It's pretty short. It follows the story of a high school student who magically discovers one day a notebook that causes the death of people. And so this boy is from Japan and, of course, the Tokyo region. Um, He basically is a normal, average, everyday high school student, except that he's exceptionally smart and that he discovers this notebook. Right away, he recognizes the power of this notebook, which is called the Death Note. And Death Note is something that comes from the demon world or the Shigami realm um, in Japan. And it is a notebook that basically any human or demon can use to kill any human being. Um, It has special powers, which we'll kind of get into in this episode. But let me just say what I thought of the series first. So the following is a two-book episode special. Um, This particular manga series covers the first two volumes of Death Note. Um, Like I said, it's a pretty short series, so I anticipate I'll be reading the next two fairly soon. Um, Now, let's kind of get into where it goes, why, what I thought of it. Alright, so this series is dark. (laughs) Really dark. And I like that. I've never read a comic book series that is so dark in my entire life. Um, and I've read a lot, so that's pretty cool that it's dark and it's not like a, an American perspective on um, hunting a killer. Um, it is a thrilling like piece of literature that I cannot recommend enough. Um, I gave it five stars. So other than that, I will say that I, I kind of wish it was in color. Now, I know that there's an anime series... And, that you know, I think that the black and white aspect of the comic actually adds to the whole um, dramatic effects. Um, Makes it more like a noir film when you're reading it. Uh, But I really feel like color, in some cases, would add just a little bit to the uh, storyline here. All right, that's my only critique of the book. Now, let's get into it. All right, so... The story follows the main character, Light, who, like I said, magically is at his high school one day when he's walking around when he stumbles upon a notebook. And of course, he immediately thinks it's junk. Um, he takes it home, he reads it, and decides that he's going to read the inside cover of it, where he discovers the list of rules that are written out about the Death Note. And a Death Note explains that, basically, any time a name is written in the Death Note, that person will die. If no cause of death is listed, that person will die of a heart attack within so many seconds. And it's relatively quick. And uh, the idea behind it is that it seemed to him like one of those chain letters that you get. If you're older, you probably know what I'm talking about. Chain letter 
is essentially if you don't share this message on Facebook, you know it's going to be bad luck. If you don't uh, pass on this email to 10 other people, it's bad luck. Um, so people take sometimes chain letters a little, really seriously. Um, but in this case, he thought it was just an elaborate prank. However, um, he didn't want to write a person's name down that was someone that he cared about. So he happened to be watching TV when a criminal uh, was on the screen, the TV that appeared. This criminal had taken hostages with the idea in his head already that he saw what this person looked like and he had the name of this person, he decided to test out this book to see if it would work. And unbelievably, it did work. The person died of a heart attack shortly thereafter. Uh, the hostages were saved and then Light realized he could be a hero. And it was at that moment he realized he could change the world. Um, so, of course, how did a Death Note get there? Well, the Death Note was dropped by a Shigami, or Japanese demon, called Ryuk, uh, spelled R-U, sorry, R-Y-U-K. So Ryuk um, is bored in the demon world, and has decided that he wants to investigate more of the humans. However, he's neutral, he doesn't want to help the humans, he doesn't want to really help anyone, he just kind of wants to see what happens. And that's why he left this notebook out for, for someone to find. Light thinks he's special and that he was chosen to find this notebook. However, it soon revealed that it was random chance. And as soon as, of course, Light touched this book, he could see this Shigami, um, Ryuk. So when Light realized that he could see this demon, he wasn't afraid of him. He could talk to him. Uh, but nobody else could see Ryuk except Light. So once Light and Ryuk become acquainted, he start, Light starts realizing that uh, he can change the world for the better and eliminate all of the world's you know, criminals, uh, which brings up sort of a capital punishment, uh, very, very important question, which is, say if someone really did have the power, and I want to stop it right here just to discuss the capital punishment, say if someone did have the power to kill um, you know, anyone at random like this, like any murderer or anyone who is convicted of a crime, is that right? And uh, it's not always right, and it depends on your point of view. It can be right, it can be wrong. Me, personally, I don't believe in capital punishment. I think life in prison is more, uh, you know, acceptable. Now, but my point being is that in this book, this man has a moral dilemma, Light decides that he would like to be, you know, basically the executioner. You know, he wants to be the one who's in charge of everything, and he has this grand delusion, you know, sorry, grand delusion, I should say, that he is doing the world a great favor by ridding the world of all these criminals. But he's no better than the criminals, you know? Like, that's the whole point of the story, I guess, is that he is murdering people just as much as those murderers murder themselves. You know, and then at one point, if he eliminates all the murderers, what point does he decide, well, you know, it's going to be the people who steal next, or it's going to be the liars. And you see, nobody's morally perfect, and so the idea that light can just kill people is he never gives it a second thought. And I think that's sad. Yeah, that's my whole point, is that it's like, wow, I can't believe this character is so dark that he says, well, I'm going to you know, use his power, 
you know, to change the world for the better, but it's, it's no better. You're just as delusional, in my opinion. But Light, of course, is a high school student, maybe not fully, you know, aware of the world around him and what would happen. All right, so he Light starts eventually, uh, you know, writing names of criminals down, famous criminals. Of course, another aspect of the book is that you have to picture the criminal in your head and that you have to know what they look like so that an innocent person with the same name won't be killed. So Light has to do constant research while he looks like an average normal student, you know, earning top grades. He also wants to one day be like in charge of the NPA, which is the National Police Agency in Japan, just like his father. And so we get this wonderful story about how Light is working hard to be just like his dad, but he's also using this book to his own advantage. And we learn shortly thereafter that his dad is assigned to the case of discovering why all these murderers start happening. Um, we find that massive amounts of criminals are, you know, dying. Crime has plummeted around the world because people are afraid. And, uh, you know, Light's plan of world domination, world peace, whatever you want to call it, is starting to take effect. And then that's when we meet our main character, L. L, who is a mysterious, shadowy agent, talks to the UN about how he wants to set up a criminal case to pursue this person who they call Kira. Kira is the death note. Now, they don't know that the person has a death note. They don't even know what a death note is. But this case is, you know, put together by top people around the world to decide why on earth people are randomly dying. And it's not just in Japan. It's in the United States. It's in all over the world, in Europe. Uh, Asia, Africa, you know, major criminals are just, you know, just dying because light can see who they are and research them and get their name and face and telepathically kill them through the death note. And so light begins to realize that it's suspicious that all these people are dying of heart attacks. So he starts to write other methods of deaths for them just to experiment and see what happens. And of course, the, he, he can control the actions of these people as well which is something he's beginning to learn. But he has to have their true name, which is a topic we'll get to later. So his father begins the research on this information and then begins working with L, the shadowy agent. L is a genius and has solved many master criminal cases before from the FBI and from the NPA and other services around the globe. He begins to narrow down the search and decides that it is in Japan, and it isn't actually the Tokyo region that this killer is residing. And so 12 selected FBI agents are sent to Japan and begin investigation. It is revealed shortly that there might have been a leak in the NPA's office, which Light is secretly using his father's computer to find criminal information. So as a result, that the FBI agents are tracking down NPA family members to see if any of them are responsible for this atrocities that have been happening. Uh, so the FBI agent that is selected is Ray Penber. Uh, Ray is from America. He speaks Japanese. He was selected as an agent to go over and investigate. And we see that he marks light as a normal average 
high school student. However, White is aware that he's being trailed and followed and decides to write Ray Penimber's name down. But he doesn't have a way of doing this and realizing his name, so he comes up with a plan. Light goes on a date. And on this date, they decide to take a bus. And it was while on this bus, he used a criminal that he had gathered the information on uh, to come aboard the bus and take it as a hijacking. He knew the FBI agent would be on the... uh, on the bus with him as well, the FBI agent decided that he would, you know, stand up and save the day from the hijacking. But Light, who was there as well, wanted to, you know, who was sitting next to this gentleman, Ray, he asked Ray to show him his badge to make sure that he wasn't an accomplice. Ray, thinking that Light was just an innocent teenager, showed him his badge. As a result, Light got that information. Once Light had the information of the FBI agent, he was able to write down in his notebook that Ray should email and get the names and identities of other law enforcement that were tracking uh, Kira or the Death Nut owner, a.k.a. Light. Once he had this information, Light killed all of the FBI agents. However, once Ray recognized what was happening and that he had been set up and was eventually dying... Uh, Ray, you know, pointed to the person who would eventually be Light as the owner of the Death Note. However, nobody was fully aware of this at that time. And a mysterious envelope was taken from uh, Ray, which we will find out shortly where that is going. Alright, so Light thinks that he has gotten away with the murder of all the FBI agents. However... Ray had a fiancé with him who was on his trip. His fiancé was a former FBI agent uh, who was also visiting family in Japan and decided that once her husband was murdered, which she is fully aware that it was uh, Kira, a.k.a. Light, she decided that she would go start her own investigation as well. And she figured out very quickly who was responsible Um, So, because she was able to use Ray's clues, she was able to track down, you know, Light. However, instead of going to the, well, she, let's just say that the fiancé went to the NPA office but came across Light first. She trusted Light, but Light tried to write her name down in a death note, but nothing happened. And it was revealed, of course, that she had given a fake name, an alias, so that Light could not... Uh, kill her. Light becomes increasingly worried and frustrated and he starts following this woman and he realizes he has a very short period of time before she reaches the NPA office to blab all the detailed information that would reveal that he is the murderer. So Light comes up with a plan to get her to reveal her name to him He comes up with on the spot that he is part of the investigation. He explains that his father is in charge of the criminal investigation for Kira and that he is assisting on the case. She trusts him and gives her full name and ID to him. As a result, he is able to tell her to commit suicide. Um, She mysteriously disappears and we do not know what happens to her. At least not yet, but it is assumed that she is dead. However, because her parents were aware of her disappearance, it was reported to the NPA, who then begins investigating and 
then has a task force with L investigating into the possibility of people who would be responsible for the death of Ray and his fiance. With Ray's death being investigated, it comes to the conclusion that one of the people Ray was investigating would probably be the suspect that is committing the murders. So L sets up an investigative task force with the detective's permission to bug the houses of all the NPA agents that were being investigated and their families to determine whether or not that they would be one of the members of the uh, murdering group with, or sorry, if they would be one of the people who would be committing the murders or atrocities. And that is where we end today. That is all of the summary of what is happening. Um, I like Ryuk's humor, who's dark and follows light around and makes comments. Um, <laughs> there's a Game Boy Advance SP advertisement at the end of the book. I thought that that was good. Um, so I have the black edition of this manga. The black edition was a reprint, and it came out later. Uh, so fun fact, this series is now out of print, and so it's actually a little bit harder to get than normal. So I will say that if you are made it this far into the podcast, you're probably someone who is interested in Death Note. You'd probably like it. Uh, just a word of advice, you're probably going to have to special order it. That's what I'm doing. I'm having to go to bookstores and see if they can order this from either a comic book shop or from you know, a larger retail chain like Barnes & Noble's. And as a result, um, it might take a little bit more time to order and buy and read these books, but Yes, I found it a little bit more difficult to buy these on Amazon or Thrift Books or any local online retailer. Anyway, that's all for this episode of the uh, Coffee and Books podcast. Like I said, love the controversy, love the fact that they bring up the moral question, if you had the ability to kill murderers and criminals, would you do it? And of course, we're learning just now about how one teenage boy's life is completely... Uh, affected by all of this. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. And please remember, if you'd like to reach out to me and this podcast, please be sure to email me at scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. Thank you again, and have a great day.